What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner, where State awaits. I'm Nate. I'm Trent. And I'm Sebastian. And today, two weeks in a row now, we are in the same room together. Ain't that wild? But, uh, yeah, we still got the new tunes for the people like you. Tell them to let me out. Let We talked about Trent. What are you talking? Shut up. Okay. Anyway, let's get to the first album. <laughs> First album here. We got a new one from uh, Organectomy, Nail Below Nail. Take it away, Trent. As you can tell by the name, it may or may not be metal. Metal. Yep. Um, the Really the only interesting part about this one is the album cover. Uh, that I thought that was really cool. How uh, it's like some sort of like city taken over just by like death and like the... Um, the hands, bones, and skulls that make up the two nails, like one going in, the the nail below the other nail, if you will. Oh. Um, that was really cool, but other than that, it is basic uh, metal. It gets a 5 out of 10 from me. Understandable. Sebastian? So, at first I thought this was cattle de- uh, decapitation. Cattle <laughs> um, very... decapitation is actually interesting, though. No. Yeah, I know. Especially like, the, those the, those clean vocals are oh, like the same. Yeah. Vocals. Oh yeah, they yeah, those are actually fun, and that's they had variation. Um, but yeah, it's your typical Cookie Monster lows. Uh, I I guess it's cool. You know, I did not download a single thing, even on my heavy playlist, because I feel like my heavy playlist will get a little bit too monotonous with this. Uh, you know, there's some cool guitar passages, I guess, on like Ulcerborn. That was cool. Uh, I just wish the album had any variation at all. You know, I, I know this is cool for all the old school lovers out there, but the same me, man. I, I need some kind of variation. I need some kind of hills and valleys. I need peaks. I need something. I just, anything. I don't need flatline, man. But yeah, uh, 5 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> same score, too. That's wild. Yeah, it definitely is uh, your standard, you know, death metal, maybe like slam influenced, whatever you want to call it. Um, for me, it was unfortunately my favorite of the week. And I do say that because literally everything else was like a 7 or below, which we'll get to later. But, I mean, if you like the style, you're going to like the album. It's straightforward, though, so I understand that you guys weren't like too big with it, especially because... There's nothing at all different with this album compared to other metal albums, albeit death metal albums. But, you know, for me, it, it gets a pass. Uh, favorite songs here that I have. Uh, Cult of Excess, Breeding Chaos, Entranced by Calamity, and the title track, Nail Below Nail, just to name a few. Uh, so, yeah, if you like heavy, you like this album. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. And, yeah, quick and easy to the point. Moving along, though, we got one here from Westside Gun, a new mixtape, Peace Fly God. So Westside Gun, he's back again. He's got a, another album rollout here. Um, and I'm going to be honest here, right out of the gate, this is probably, and like keep in mind here too, I haven't listened to every single one of his albums yet, but this is definitely one of the weakest Westside Gun projects I've listened to so far. I don't know, like what was entirely was missing because i mean he he's doing what he does in every like every song you get your your boom 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 followed by just some rapping you know some verses here and there of just like whatever gangsta shit he wants to talk about um and don't get me wrong there's actually some good tracks here like i think it was like danhausen big ass bracelet and ritz barlton 
uh, which were the only ones I actually did save on here. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it has to do with the first actual song being Jesus Crack being, like, a whopping eight-minute opener, like, actual, like, first song for the album that is just way too long for what it is. Like, I'm used to, like, what we get for the rest of the album here, like, three to four-minute songs that, like, you know, have the boom-bap shit and, like, maybe a sample of whatever repeating that sounds really, like, melodic or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, no, that kind of, like, threw me for a loop, especially because I don't, for some reason, whoever the first feature was, which Smash, who was that again? That was Esky. The first guy who SD, started... sorry, ST. Oh, okay, the first guy who started rapping. Yeah, I, I, for some reason I thought that was West Side Gun with a lower voice. I'm like, why is he changing voices? But then he actually came into the uh, the track later. I'm like, oh, okay, that was just a totally different guy. All right, makes sense. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, after that, there's nothing like to critique. There's nothing really to praise. It's really just bland. It's missing something. And I know Mad Lib had some production value on this one, but at the same time, like... I don't know, it seemed like a, a weak effort, you know, but at the same time, I understand because it is also a mixtape, this isn't one of his full-length releases, like last year with the Hitler Wears Hermes uh, 8, side A and B, like, you know, putting out quite a bit of songs in the last year, so, like, I, it's whatever, it's a Music Corner 7 for me overall, but, I don't know, I just expected more, knowing how, uh, what West Side Gun's full potential could be, but, that's just me. Uh, Sebastian, that would you? So, West Side Gun, I I like the dude a lot. Um, you know, there was one really, there was one really funny lyric in the first song. Uh, they acting like small tomatoes because they trying to catch up. Um, <laughs> I feel was, like I've kind of like heard stuff like that before, yeah. though. But like, it's still funny even when it's it's written. on this album especially. I, I needed something like that. Something fresh. Uh, yeah, it was pretty okay, man. The beats, they were really melancholy. A lot of them kind of reminded me of, like, early, early MF Doom-type beats, where it would just be really just, like... It would be, like, the off beats and everything that he would rap on and whatnot, and it just... I don't know. This time, didn't have drums. Did not work. I know Mad Lib's behind the beats again, but... I don't know, man. None of these stuck to me. None of these really, you know, resonated, even without the rapping over it. I just could not remember a bit of it um if anything i guess uh i guess it was chill you know there was some like cool sample use there was graininess that was cool but without the percussion it just sounded very hollow and then west side gun on top of that just kind of throwing beats at the or sorry throwing bars at the wall seeing what will stick and uh Apparently, none of them stuck because I really don't remember them except for that tomato line, which is, like, almost a dad joke in rap. Um, yeah, not all shots land, but you know what? This guy has a wicked good career normally, so I won't cut it past him. You know, 6 out of 10. Boom, 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 boom. Take it away, Trent. Uh, I agree. I also gave a 6 out of 10. Uh, I really just don't think I'm a West Side Gun fan. Oh, he's had some way better albums, man. I was going to say, well, I thought, I thought you I was, for Paris. I thought you did like that one a bit. The one from bit, the 2020. Yeah. I think it's more so, It's I, I don't know if I like the style yet. The boom bap? Uh, yeah. Or, the, or like how he raps. How he raps. Oh, okay. Because he does have like a very interesting voice. Yeah. That's not I mean, like a lot of them. It's in, well, I think, I mean, it's good because it's not like basic. Right. Not Which like, is, blah, 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 I'll, blah, I'll give blah, blah, him blah. that. I also think it's funny, I put West Side Fan, but I give it two N's in my notes. <laughs> um, Just like the gun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was all right. 
Uh, I'll probably go back and listen to it again. Maybe listen I listen to, to the other album. Stuff. I was gonna say listen to the other albums for sure. Yeah, yeah. it all kind of compare them. Uh, my personal time, but yeah, for now it's a six out of ten. I get that Short for sweet. sure. Short sweet to the point. All right, moving along, we got an album here from Brent Fiez, Wasteland. Sebastian, take it away. This is a very underdone album, just completely F- facts straight out of yeah. the gate. All the beats were just really half-assed, and a bunch of air horns, too. Especially in that Tyler song, um, Gravity, I believe it was. And uh, even the Tyler verse, very low-key. I mean, sometimes, like, I, I obviously, we fuck with Tyler a lot. But sometimes when he features, I feel like the guy just kind of, he kind of puts it all in autopilot. And, I mean, I guess it's not his original stuff, so it's like, like he, Because, like, the one on the Weekend album was rough. Because yeah, it, well, it didn't work. It, it didn't yeah. work, you know? But then, like, when you have a song, like, with him and, um, uh, uh what's his face? Pharrell and 21 Savage, the cash in, cash right. out. Mm-hmm. That one was, like, that was great, you know? Right. Like, not necessarily a feature. It was kind of just, like, a whole collaboration thing. But, like, at the same time, it's, like... He has potential. He can do a good feature. Right. I mean, whenever Tyler teams up with Pharrell, it's kind of like, you know, just mixing, like, two really good flavors together, and it gets, like, a really good meal out of it. It's that, it's that scene they in Ratatouille. They work together, you know? Yeah, they work together a lot, and they do really well. <laughs> yeah, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> but combine the two. Yeah, dude, that's what it is, man. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, going into this as well, the vocals super low-key. Uh, did not do much for me, if anything, at all. Uh, I guess it's kind of smooth. I mean, it's not, like, off-pitch. It's not bad. It's just there. Um, yeah, nothing really, nothing really like, flies out of my mind from this album. I guess there was a Neptunes feature, which is cool, but, you know, Pharrell's just... He just kind of, you know, produces everything at this point, and I don't think he's ever made a bad beat, but these are just super unmemorable, if anything. Um, I wish I had more to add, but... This album did not do anything for me at all, good or bad. I'm sorry. Uh, I I mean, I liked him in Sweet slash I thought you yeah. uh, thought you wanted to dance. Um, that was cool, but this not very cool. Five out of ten. Yeah, uh, honestly, that was the only thing I knew him from. Sweet. Yeah, he did that one. Like I did not. He was and he's actually kind of popular. Mm-hmm. Like. That's, that's the one thing that really, like, threw me for a loop about him. I was like, oh, wow. Like, when, like, I get it because he does have a really nice voice, you know, and I'm sure at his full potential he can make something really good here. But this is definitely not it. And that's not to say this is bad either. It's just incredibly mid to the point where just I, I feel very neutral about it, you know. Like, it, it exists. It's there if you want to try it, you know. It's kind of sad, though, that I found more interest in the skits than I did the actual yeah. song itself. Like, the skit wake-up call towards the end of the album, I was like, holy shit, this is just a whole-ass fucking, like, video slash, like, just a scene of something, you know? Like, I'm really visioning, like, what's going on with, like, the whole calling of, like, you know, the the, uh, the girlfriend and everything with the baby and, like, how, like, she was gonna, like, kill herself and everything because, like, he was, like, cheating and everything or whatever. It was really deep. It was really upsetting, honestly. On this too. album of all things. Right! I'm like, okay. And like, yes, I know there's like probably some deep meaning in these actual songs themselves, too. I mean, I can't see why he would throw in a skit and the album was like, let's have fun. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. Or it would. You know, it's him having fun, but on the side he doesn't know what's going on, and then the skits are proving that, like, hey, you shouldn't have done that kind of thing. But... 
whether that is the case or not, it's just, it, it doesn't do much for me. But like I said, it's still a fine listen. I didn't hate it. I got through it and I didn't dread it, you know? So that's why I give it a seven, uh, very average in my, in my opinion, but yeah, it, give it a try. You never know. You might enjoy it. Uh, Trent, go ahead though. Yeah, it was a weird album to say the least. I think that's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Uh, I think... The, the skits, and I've talked about this before, like skits in a song or like little interludes, like I, I absolutely love that shit. As long as it's good. As long as it's Yeah. Good. And like that can really make an, make or break an album for me. <laughs> Kid Cudi, Speed of Bullet to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in the future. We'll get to that. Hopefully very soon future, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it kind of, like I said, it reminded me of the Mothka album a little bit. Um, Mothka? Oh, yeah, 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 Mothka. yeah. Um, But yeah, I think with the skits, it kind of helps it a little bit. Um, still gave it a five. It just, I don't know, really wasn't my thing. I mean, Tyler, like, now that you're saying, like, the Dawn FM feature, kind of what, not as bad as that, but yeah. getting there. Um, this one was just really middle of the road. Middle of the road, yeah. Very. Um, but, yeah, it's really middle of the road this whole week, kind of, now that I'm realizing <laughs> it. <laughs> it was a bit, bit yeah. big. A big week somewhat, in the, to an extent, but depends on how you look at that. Yeah. We'll get to those ones in a bit. We'll get to them. But yeah, five out of ten for me at the current moment. There you go. All right, first half down, another to go. Before we get there, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. All righty. Heading on into a new album here from Interpol, The Other Side of Make Believe. Trent, take it away. So, Interpol. Um, didn't know what I was going to get into. Never. I think I've heard of them before. Maybe. They sound... Kind of, yeah, they, they, they are know, a band. They, they are a band. Um, it was it was really basic, chill stuff. Um, but it, I will say it was a good middle ground for the for the entire week. Um, you know, as going as far as organectomy and then hitting it up the rap way and then just whack. But it, it was a pretty good middle ground. I gave it a six out of ten. Short, sweet, simple. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Interpol, I only have one experience with them, with the uh, Turn on the Bright Lights album, their debut, which I really remember not liking that much, other than the song Obstacle 1, which I was telling you earlier in the car. Oh, yeah. That's the one that I heard on the radio and everything, and I guess, like, you can deem as, like, the band's, like, one of their bigger hits. Um, and, like, they've had, like, they have quite a decent following from what I've uh, seen and heard of, but they never really, like did much for me based on what I heard, at least on that album. So going into this one, I definitely went in with, like, pretty low expectations. But while I wasn't, like, fully invested in this album and, like, really digging it, I didn't mind it. It was a fine listen, much like that uh, Brent's album. I literally almost forgot his name. <laughs> that we just but yeah, literally almost, that's how forgettable that one is. <laughs> no, but, like, even though, like, both of them, like, I felt the same way with how, like, it was fine to get through. Like, I didn't dread it or anything. This one was definitely, like, between the two, was way more tolerable and more enjoyable, I would even say, too. Uh, probably because it was also, like, shorter amount of songs, and I think shorter length in general, too. Um, no highlights, really. Just, it was fine. If you like your post-punk revival stuff, I mean, there, there you go. That's, that is literally Interpol. Like, that's what you're going to get with them. So, Music Corner 7, once again, Sebastian. I listened to this album today just like the rest of us, yet I barely remember a thing. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember TV static very well. I remember uh, just background noise in an elevator. 
Uh, I just do not remember this. Uh, it is it is softcore punk. It is super just mellow. It does not do anything. I tried listening to this while doing animal care at my work. And I honestly just, I felt more joy cleaning out the water bowls than like trying to pick apart this album. So I'm going to leave it at this. Uh, five out of ten. There you go. All right, we'll move it along. We got a... Uh... We got ourselves a bit of a, a bit, bit of an interesting one. We got a little Imagine Dragons. Imagine dragging these nuts on your face with Mercury <laughs> Act Two. So last year we reviewed Mercury Act One, which, in my opinion, in comparison to every Imagine Dragons album, is their best work. And that's not really saying much, considering I still didn't like the album. But it has my genuine favorite song by Imagine Dragons on there, Dull Knives, which to this day I'm still blown away by at the fact that they don't have any other song like this one. I think there was one that, not, it doesn't sound quite like that, but on the album Smoke and Mirrors, there was one that actually was kind of decent too, but like not enough to say for me. So like those are the only, I don't remember what the name of it was, but those are the only two songs I've genuinely enjoyed by the band. Because Imagine Dragons is just not for me. It is absolutely not for me at all. And I've given them multiple tries. In fact, I've listened to every album of theirs at this point. That's how many times. All six albums now. So you can't say I didn't try. They're not for me. And this album is definitely no exception. But going back to the Mercury Act 1, so going from that to this one, I'm thinking... Maybe they'll do something pretty cool here, you know? They made dull knives, for Christ's sake. There might be something else that they can pull off. Unfortunately not. There is absolutely nothing at all that I liked about this album. Not even, like, tolerably. There's actually a lot of intolerable moments on this. Uh, with songs like, you know, Bones being, like, the main single of this album that just is your standard Imagine Dragons song. Uh, a lot of the songs, too, towards the end of the album are really towards, uh, it sounds like the lead singer's, like, feelings about, like, you know, the hate that he's gotten and dealing with, like, depression and everything, which, of course, not uncommon in any kind of music period. But I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was the slowdown direction or, like, just, like, how the woe is me kind of feeling felt. But I just, no, I didn't really fuck with that at all. I think the genuine only thing I didn't I don't even say I didn't mind I still thought it was not that good but Sharks I guess it kind of has like a gorillas type beat to it you know a very diet very diet watered down gorillas you know blinking or a squint and you might see it but no yeah this is definitely not good this is a big downgrade from that album and it's really unfortunate but it definitely might still make my top 10 worst of the year at a whopping three and a half out of ten for me what are you gonna do though uh trent what do you got about this album i'm afraid to say oh no this is my favorite album of the week holy shit all right it's been good having you here trent yeah i know <laughs> i mean honestly with the week that we've had i know I boys it. what the fuck no it, it, it really I though um i gave it a 7.5 out of 10 <laughs> holy shit. okay that's that's okay that's holy a little bit too forgiving shit. i gave it a 7.5 out of 10 Go ahead. Only, yeah, I know. Go I ahead, know. go ahead. Don't, yeah, the class is listening. Explain. I'm going to have to call 911 to get Nate a, 
an ambulance Something. for a heart attack. And yourself, because yeah. I think you're having a stroke. But, you know, go off. The only thing that killed it for me. Like I know. Killed it for you. I know. Was <laughs> the slower tracks, because they really dragged. They, they, they were. They really dragged. At least we can agree on But that. I honestly do feel bad for him. Because of how much shit everybody that, gives yes, them. I do. I get that. <laughs> yeah, definitely overhated. Yeah. They are way overhated and way too memed upon. <laughs> and I feel kind of bad. But really, all their music just is not good. Like, you think at this point they would switch it up a little bit? I feel like that's what they were trying to do with the Act 1. Act 1, yeah. But then they're just like, oh, let's go back to our like our standard shit. Like, okay. Yeah, but honestly, yeah, I didn't... I really didn't mind it. Um, the first few songs, Bones, Symphony, and Sharks. Sharks was a, was a pretty good song. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was pretty decent. And my favorite of the week. Um, I think, I think it probably is better than the first half, in my opinion. I'm, in some aspects. Holy shit. In some aspects. Wow. Um, I can't remember what I gave the first one. Because it's... I remember I gave, it a, I gave it a four and a half. Four and yeah, half, but yeah. like at the same time, that is still yeah. the highest rating I've ever given. Well, I didn't think I was going to like it as much. Because, I mean, it's Magic Dragon. It's going magic, into it. Literally. Um, Trying at the end of the year. So my album of the year, guys. <laughs> it's Magic Dragon. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. It was like me last year. Oh, that's right. My favorite album I forgot to mention. Sleaford Mods. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad I messed that up. That would have been so funny. But yeah, I 7.5... I actually didn't mind it as much as I, I thought I was going to hate it. But, yeah, I guess just we should just stop giving them shit and maybe they'll... Just stop. Right, and maybe they'll give us a maybe good album. Maybe they'll give us a good album. I don't know. Like, right, you guys stop talking shit. Here's a metal album. What the fuck? Yeah. What's <laughs> funny, I'm looking at it now. I gave it a better score than the Shinedown album. <laughs> that's that's actually really funny. Wow. Yeah. Damn. But, hey, someone enjoyed it. Yeah, there you go. I know. Can't go wrong with that, at least. Hey, only hot takes, baby. Only hot takes, Or as Maya right. says, the coldest of takes. Yeah, Doja Cat is the, what, the worst album. No, no, it was Lil Sims, right? Nas. Lil Nas, Lil Nas, Lil Nas. X. She's no, all three were in there, yeah. though. She still talks about that. Oh, I'm I sure. Still do. I, I think we all still I do. I dream about Honestly. it every night. And I did not like Montero, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, features shit. on Montero were better than Lil Nas. Jack Carlos better than Lil Nas. I hear you. As a feature, not as a regular album. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead, Sebastian. Uh, yeah, um, quick disclaimer as always, you know, I don't think Dan Reynolds deserves all the hate that he gets as a vocalist. He doesn't. The guy has talent, the guy has charisma. He just needs to use it right. Well, it's not even that he needs to use it right, he just needs to have a better band behind him that can articulate what he's singing. You know but what? they all agree on that. Though, no, they too, do. Yeah, you know, and it's like, all. It's just like kind of like. Shit. <laughs> yeah, literally fix your shit. It's just it's just a bunch of trend chasing. You know, a lot of this sounds like a fucking commercial for a car. And <laughs> it's actually a commercial too for like a, a computer. I'm pretty sure it's like Dell. They okay, used it for I, that. Like yeah, genuinely. It just this music is just so nothing, and yet when you really pick it apart, like we try to do, it just gets worse and worse the more you hear it. Doll knives. That shit was raw. I'm not As saying fuck. it's it's for not them like, for their standards. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: I don't think they are the worst band ever. Even when they no, do go not. soft, even when they do go soft, I still like some songs. I for whatever reason, I like it's time. I think that's a pretty good song for what it's worth. I, I, I was think, gonna say genuinely, like Mercury Act One definitely changed my mind of them being like the worst act because like it was just 
they prove to me that they can do something that yeah. is different, and I'm like, I respect it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and like, the, like you said, they're not bad, they just... <laughs> fuck. Yeah, they're, they're not... Get their shit together. <laughs> yeah, it's just they tend to mix oil and water a lot, thinking that it's gonna, like, actually, like, form something. That's actually... That's a really good... I mean, analogy. Yeah, analogy. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. think it's gonna form something, and yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna say it again, you know, beating this dead horse, but I'm sorry... It's going to keep lying there until they change it. Um, yeah, the Dan Reynolds, his voice does not fit anything, ever. And truthfully, I feel like this is some of the worst he's ever sounded on some of the songs, especially Higher Ground, when every vowel sound is step up in the background, and it just sounds like more of a crack than him trying to like do notes. And it's cool if he wants to do like a yodel inflection, but it just does not carry through the way he thinks it is, at least in my opinion. Um, I just really don't get it. And then the album from there just gets stupidly fucking sad out of nowhere. It almost reminds me of the Lumineers album as far as the production. Like, the production, everything changes. It's almost like an act three because it's just so fucking different in terms of everything that they're doing on the rest of the album because it's like, oh, and then we go up, and then after that, we're all sad. Um... Just fucking, you know, December months. We go me. down, actually. We don't go up. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we go, go down, down after that. Um, yeah, man. I just don't get it. It just gets super sad. Uh, and it's not like I don't feel bad for them. I genuinely do because no person deserves to get a stupid amount of hate. Because I've heard people say they are just like the worst thing in existence. And I can't agree with that because they are far from like, I get it, like, there's other overhated bands out there, so we need a new one. You know, everybody hates Nickelback, so we need a new punching bag. But I don't think it deserves to be that. Chris Brown's still alive. Come on. Nickelback's not even that bad, though. They're not. Duh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I completely agree with the overhate for them, because their lyrics, everything. Chad so, well, Some of those songs, yes. So, well, yes. Some of them. Yes. But it's yes. like, it, it reminds me of Koshi's a little bit, where it's like, ironically. Okay, bad. if you enjoy it on that level, yeah. I, can, I can see that, too. That's oh, yeah, like, I'm not unironically listening to, like, the whole, like, was it, were they the ones that did the whole, like, the no means yes yeah. lyric thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just, I can't. Ooh. When you have songs with subject material like that, I get it it was a different time but even then it just you say no means yes even once I, i'm sorry i can't i cannot respect you as a musician or take you seriously or even if you didn't write that and you accepted that lyric and you sang it it just does not work for me even artists that make songs like that pull them away from streaming eventually because they're like uh landon maybe, tours did actually. yeah landon yeah. i was just about to bring that yeah. up come captain. captain come captain yeah what Oh, yeah, just name oh, yeah. alone oh, implies. Yes, yes, very yeah, much so. Already. Um, but, yeah, uh, sorry, did not mean to get aimless, but this album was pretty aimless in general. Uh, just very uh, just bad. I really want to like them because Dan Reynolds and they just, uh, in the band, sorry, I don't know the rest of the members, but maybe that's the reason why. They're irrelevant. <laughs> no, I just, I want to like them. I really do. I'm sorry. Three out of ten. Ooh. Well... There you go. But we got one more album. We are not out. Of, we're not out of here yet because we got a new one here from Lizzo. Special Sebastian. Go ahead. So I did not know what to expect with this album. Uh, About damn time was a song I was gonna try to review for TikTok, but I feel like I kind of missed the uh, mark on that one. I just never got around to it. But I did listen to it. I think it actually came up before you even made the TikTok. It did. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to review it as our first. I even said that on our first video, but. I went ahead and did the Kid Cudi one. <laughs> Probably a better choice than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I 
when I heard it, I was instantly hooked, and those feelings just carried throughout this whole album. Uh, single-handedly, this is, like, one of the most, like, positive music experiences I've had in a while as far as how I felt personally. And when I say that, I mean I genuinely felt happy. It's not like I just vibed along to it. Like, I just this had like a weird just super euphoric thing just going through me the whole time legit every single bit of it just made me smile ear to ear really fucked with it the bassist she held down every bit of that shit just some of the most groovy most tantalizing bits of string plucking i think i've ever heard in a freaking new age pop album it's just insane uh what about, what about dua lipa that wasn't even a real bass that really? was a synth bass. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense, because, yeah, yeah, I know S.G. Lewis actually had, like, yeah. some stuff to do with it, and I think he just did only, like, synth shit. Yeah. It's still a bass. I mean, it still works, mm. you know? Like, I still learn that shit. Like, oh, right, come right, on, right. levitating. Hello. That's Hello. just fun. But, um, yeah, whether it's the self-love or, like, the romantic love song, I just think everything lands super fucking well. Uh, Lizzo's singing, as always, fucking top tier. This woman, I feel like she's just really coming into her own with this album. And uh, I don't know, man. Just all of her lyrics about self-improvement. I just, I really think this is her self-improvement just laid out all in front of us. Super powerful, super smooth, super sexy, just super tame, super controlled, everything. It's just, this album just did not miss a single mark for me at all. Uh, Honestly, to me, it was like the 70s going through a training arc for an anime, then coming back just ready to fucking swing at this decade and be like, you know what, fuck it. You guys want to throw some 70s-inspired grooves? Here I am. Bam! And just went in. This shit is a perfect blend of new and old. It's super timeless to me. I fuck with every single song, but if I had to to choose a couple, it would have to be Special, the title track, Naked, uh, Everybody's Gay, and then To Be Loved, but choosing one of those is honestly like choosing a favorite pet of mine. Like, I just, I fucked with every little bit of it, man. Um, I don't know, maybe it was the weather, maybe it was me, but this is my favorite album of the year so far. Maybe, wow. our, maybe our relationship isn't as crazy as it seems. It's it's good, man. Uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, I might even throw an 11 out of 10 because I just, I played it probably three times today. Damn. Yeah, because we listened to it in the car. Yep. This is your Charlie for like my Charlie. Look, yeah. That was Charlie. Yours is her. That's interesting. Yeah, we we've really come away from like you know I don't know. I feel like the whole twenty twenty like just alone. Like, oh yeah, I mean especially drastic shift. Well, especially with like pop because I I thought the new age pop mainstream has just been so dried out and everything that was good is stuff people don't talk about. Right. Like last year was Genesis Owusu, and then the year before that was RTJ4. Oh, obviously, RTJ. Yeah, yeah RTJ is obviously like a more known group than yeah. others, but in general, not. I don't really have a pop album within those top tens, except for that Ariana Grande, and then like. Oh, yeah, for positions. Yeah, and then yeah. I guess The Weeknd. Yeah. And that was like me with Harry Styles. With That's yeah for this year, yeah, yeah, so far. That one fucking surprised the shit out of me. Look at us, everybody. We've come a long We're way. Growing. I'm We're not growing. Just, I'm not just a metalhead. He doesn't asshole. like just Necrogoblicon. He likes Harry Styles, too. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead, Trent. <laughs> that was just funny. <laughs> um, I gave it a 5 out of 10. Coming off of that, I know it's really <laughs> I know, right? funny. So positive. I, yeah, it's 5 for me. <laughs> It was honestly better than I thought it was going to be. We were. It was nice to drive to, I'll tell you that. Yeah. It was really yeah. good to drive to. I think that's actually why I liked it better than I did. 
Uh, I'm really not a fan of Lizzo, though. Gotta be honest. Uh, not my cup of tea. But overall, it wasn't that bad. I think the the songs that like I just know because they're on the radio and shit. Yeah. Um, and like TikToks, like we were talking about, I just overhear them, so I just don't like them. Yeah. And I think that's it. it's mainly about damn time too. That was, yeah. That was the really about the time. What was the other one? Uh, uh, maybe uh, to be loved. I mean, that was the other single. I was gonna say no, probably. Really that big of a single other than about right time. I was gonna say about the end time was really the only big, yeah. Single, big single yeah yeah that's I mean that's about it really it's just not my not my cup of tea it's a 5 out of 10 but I did like it better than I thought yeah I'm actually in the same boat um I thought it would be well I really didn't know what to expect considering I've never listened to a Lizzo album before well she only has one other one she right? has uh, three other ones this <sighs> is oh, a, wow. this is a fourth album believe it or not actually well wait hold on yeah apparently this is her fourth which hold on a second here uh, the fuck yeah oh wow i yeah yeah definitely uh four albums but i think the first one i don't think really lizzo bangers yeah i've never well it's four because the other one's a deluxe <laughs> well no no these are genuine studio albums like these are like lizzo this... bangers because i love you because i love you deluxe and then special and there's also bird girl small world that might not be on spotify that's not on spotify yeah that's, yeah, that's her second album uh so yeah four albums this is my first one left to do by her and i said this in the car you know when we were driving earlier uh she just has a great voice but like the lyrics that she writes i feel like just don't at all go along with it for me because like yes it does have that like i said the fuck you i'm a bad bitch energy which we love 10 out of 10. We yeah. love that kind of energy. Go off with that shit. But, like, I don't know. Just when it's written down and, you know, sung by her, it just doesn't really hit, for me at least. And I just it comes off kind of goofy. Uh, I think really the goofiest moment to me was the last song, Coldplay, which literally has a yellow sample. And I was like... Why? And then she named, she mentioned Coldplay in like a lyric, and I was like, "What is this song name?" And I was like, "Oh, it's fucking Cold Coldplay. <laughs> yeah. Of course it is." Like Don't the Beastie Boys. Right, right, They're yeah. For girls. Very true yeah. too. I don't know. I just, I just found that really goofy and everything. That kind of like lowered the album a bit, even too, for me. But I gave it a five as well. It's not the worst thing ever, you know, by giving this a five out of ten. But at the same time, it just, it's not for me either. But like. Hey, for you, Sebastian, go off. This is your shit. You deserve it, you know? I'm bumping it, man. Bump that shit all day, every day. But all right, that is doing it for the new albums this week. Before we go, album recommendations. Trent, what do you got for us? Uh, Let's see album I've been bumping recently. I don't know if I talked about it yet, though. It's called Necrogobicon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's heavy meta. I don't think I actually talked about that one, though. I'm not too sure. Um... I fucking could. Fuck it. I'll go talk about Heavy Metal. Hold on. I was going to go with the Typo album. <laughs> uh, so Heavy Meta by Necrogoblicon in 2015. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> um, was And I said this when we listened to, when we talked about the Necrogoblicon album. Heavy Meta, I think, was Necrogoblicon's best album. Um, with the except, I think, uh, fuck, what was the other one? Stench? You know better. Yeah, Stench. You know better than yeah, everyone. Stench. I think Heavy Meadow was very, very good. I mean, you had uh, Atlantis, the fucking banger, We Need a Gimmick, which literally talks about how Justin Bieber's baby music video 
It was like the most just like that music video is funny as fuck. It's all about now, especially. Yeah, yeah. well, it's all about needing a gimmick. Oh, you're talking for that? I thought you meant for the baby. I no, think no, that no. is funny as fuck because of how horrible it is. Well, that's why they put it on there. Exactly. But, but the song "We Need a Gimmick" is about needing a gimmick to get high, like on like the charts. You're right, shit. that makes sense. So that it's funny. Uh, and then the the song Necrogoblicon, which talks about how they got. Um, the band started with all like the the space lore and how like John Goblin kind of came down. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I forget who, who's Andrew WK. He was in Destroy Build, Destroy from Cartoon Network. <laughs> yeah, and, he actually was. And then he also has like party. He has anthems. a solo band. He has a solo. Yeah, band. he featured on this. I forgot about. That. I did not. Know. Yeah, he featured on the song Let's Get Fucked. <laughs> Never knew who it was. I mean, why but not? yeah, it's, have you met a? It's I mean, it's Necro Goblin, so it's kind of fucking weird, but. It's some pretty good shit. I think what makes Necrogoblicon like likable for me is the some of the lyrics, like in "We Need a Gimmick," um, talks about how, them making John Goblicon for the gimmick. It's like we skinned a dog to make his hair. We killed a preschool oh and God. stole their skin. It's like it's so fucking weird, but it's but it's funny how they do it because it's in like that like goblin voice that right. um, that the lead singer does. But yeah, that's Heavy Meta from 2015. It's a banger. Very cool. Sebastian? Uh, okay. Uh, Savage Mode, 21 Savage. Uh, this this album, I mean, it's good. It's probably my favorite 21 Savage album. Wait, did you listen to Savage Mode 2? I did. Uh, let me see. With Metro Boomin. It was just him and Metro Boomin. Let's see, Savage Mode 2. It's got, like, Morgan Freeman, like, doing, like, a narration we, during the album. Did we do that? We did not. Okay, yeah, then, we no, I have not listened to Savage Mode 2 Oh, yet. that's a, that's a good I one, I guess I'll too. do that later. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Savage Mode 1 with Metro Boomin, of course, and then you got X with Future. Uh, you got Future in here, got 21 Savage, you got Metro Boomin, you know, this album, it's short, sweet, to the point. I don't real, I don't really understand uh, how you can't like this album. It is just 21 Savage as absolute best. Uh, but I still have yet to hear 21... Or, sorry. Savage Mode 2. Don't know why I'm losing my voice here. <laughs> That's where that comes God. from. What? I never knew that was where that was from. What? The Issa? Issa? Yeah. Yeah, it's got a bank account. Yeah, uh, it's good, man. Just check it out. Honestly. Oh. What? That's for... Okay. Okay. I don't listen to 21. Oh. So. You should. He's got, like, bangers, honestly. Like, yeah. he d- he does the same shit, obviously, but, like, he actually has, like, really, like... He, just this flow and the beats for all yeah. of his music. Great. Same with, um... That one album he did too, uh, Warning with Offset and uh, Metro Boomin. Did you ever listen to that? Without Warning. Without Warning, yeah. No, no. Oh my, oh, that's that's probably my yeah, favorite. Yeah, Twenty One Offset, Metro, and Travis, and then uh, for, for oh for a song, yeah, oh, for yeah a one song. of the songs, yeah. Like I said Travis wasn't on the whole thing if he was though. All right, mine is an interesting one. This one I found on accident, kind of, because it was like on like the radio thing for uh, one of the Spotifyers. I want to say it was for Charlie XCX. Uh, which is funny because, like, her stuff lately on the Spotify radio has been mainly, like, you know, the same 80s, 70s-inspired pop stuff that's kind of, like, modernized. Much like how, like, her album kind of, like, had a throwback. It, more so, like, 90s and early 2000s for her Crash album. But, like, it's just so funny, like, getting songs like that and then going to, like, more hyper-pop shit. And I found this artist. I, I feel like I'm going to butcher her name, but I believe it's, it's like, Coco Chloe? But it's like C-O-U-C-O-U, Chloe. And when I say she has some of the nuttiest bass in her music, like, I think the song was called Wiz, 
that I listened to. It's pretty short. It's only it's like less than two minutes, like maybe like a minute and fifty seconds. Holy shit! Like the bass was unreal. It was like almost like like Sebastian. It was like the uh, Machine Girl levels almost. Oh I would say. really? It was there. Not like as like not, there's like not a lot going on. It's like mainly like more bass driven and like a little bit of like hyper pop other right, shit. Right, right. But like. Machine Girl was the really fucked one, wasn't it? Like the wolf on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the album's called Wolf Girl, but wolf yeah, Girl, yeah, that's Machine Girl. Nutty too, but no. I don't think I listened to the You got Oh, it's so fucking good. It's so nuts though. Like that's a. You need like some time. You need to mentally prepare for that one. But no, this chick is she's awesome. Like she doesn't have an album yet. Yet she has an EP that I know of, and just like scattered singles. And I really hope she comes out with a full-length album because, my God, like, th- these songs are awesome. Like, just to name a few more, I liked Nobody, Juicy, Zero Five Stars, Drop Ten, and Gecko. It, she's great. She if it, she can definitely, like, gain some more popularity because she definitely deserves it. And if you like hyper-pop, she's definitely for you. So definitely check her out. Coco Chloe, but I don't know if it's Coco. It's just C-O-U-C-O-U. But there you have it. That has been the week. Trent Special, as always, thank you for joining me. Yo. Wow. Do that again. Do that again. Trent Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. Thank you. And we will see you all in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner of Stead Weights, and we are signing off.